Episode 0057, Wall-to-Wallberg Bukaki. You've entered the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm your host, Kevin McRae, and I'm here to tell you this podcast may contain mature content. On this episode, we're back to the original trio. Well, I guess not the original trio, but a trio. And we're going to have Heathen do the news, and then we're eventually going to talk about Ted 2 in feature presentation. We do have an exclusive look at a preview of a movie that does not come out until 2017, so we're very excited about that. We have a lot to cover, so let's head into the VIP booth at the top of the cantina and get today's show started. Sitting across from me, she is the head organizer of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club. She is sitting at like a 90 degree angle to me, so that's interesting. We're like at a human centipede kind of thing. I'm like in your butt and you're in Matt's butt. Anyway, her name is Heathen. You said head and angle. What's the angle of your dangle, Heathen? <laughs> Hi. Nice answer. Also joining us. <laughs> so I guess in like a... You know, Captain America didn't join the Avengers until Avengers number four. So Beer Maker Matt's sort of like our Captain America. Because he joined us on episode number four, I think. Really? I, yeah. No, I thought it was like... Number four was the super drunk Godzilla one. Yeah. Was that your first one, Matt? Yeah. It wasn't think... the, was it the waterfall was the first one? That was one? number four. Yeah. I just don't know if that was Beer Maker Matt. Anyway, joining us, completing our pyramid of power. <laughs> His name is Beer Maker Matt. Hey there. I never uh, told you guys a secret word last week, so it's still in play. You never do. Maybe I should just leave the secret <laughs> word until someone finds it instead of giving clues. Because a lot of times it doesn't have a lot to do with the movie anyway. Um, chances are someone will say it and I'll just forget about it. I think that's what usually happens. I'm also going paperless today because I care about the environment, so I do not have... The Reduction sh- Paper Act? Yeah, so... Is that a thing? Yes, that's so, 1994. <laughs> I am. Uh, I may be a bit uh, discombobulated more than more than usual, <laughs> as I try. Also, um, because we will be using our shaker and cocktail corner, we've got a pretty sturdy shaker now. Um, but I had had about three martinis stored in it in the freezer, so I was trying to defrost that and drink that before the show. I've already kind of got buzzed and hungover by the time that's happened. Uh, I feel great now. I should probably hydrate, but I won't. I do have a sipping beer, <laughs> but I won't. I'm going to hydrate with my beer. This is this is sort of a uh, foreshadowing to um, our quiz later on. Do you guys know the state animal of California? The grizzly the bear. The quail. There he is. So I got an Anchor Steam American lager. Oh, the state bird is the quail. <laughs> well, I was right. Uh, with a bear on it. Um, I was going to get uh, maybe some Sam Adams because it happens in Boston. I, I actually did buy some Goose Island because there's a Goose Island they drink in the in the show. But Goose Island's from Chicago, so that's a bunch yeah. of bullshit. And then they drank like a lot of Bud Light in the movie, and I wasn't going to go for that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm opening my... Oh, if you're, if you're new to the show, anytime you hear this sound... Uh, that's, that's fine to hit this baby. Or a similar sound, take a drink along with us. I'm going to drink some American oh. lager now from Anchor Steam out of San Francisco, California. I've never taken a tour of their place. You have to make an appointment to tour the brewery at Did Anchor Did you just Steam. point at me? That's offensive. No, I pointed the fact out in the sky. So, beer maker Matt, I hear you slurping some head. Mm-hmm. What is your sipping beer today? I'm drinking a summer solstice boom, boom. from yep, Boomville, uh, Anderson Valley. Nice. Happy summer solstice, everybody. Uh, do we have any of that at the Brewfest? We had some Anderson Valley, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite summertime drinks. 
I'm not really sure what we had. So this past weekend, <laughs> Heathen Beer Maker Matt and I went to Brewfest in Placerville, California. And um, I'm kind of out of practice from drinking too much, which I showed there. <laughs> which I guess is a good thing, because I used to be really in good practice for drinking too much. And uh, I did really well, I think, until about that I decided it was time to drink shots. And then I kind of forgot a lot of stuff and embarrassed myself. Like, for the first time in like 10 years, this is the first time I've ever puked from drinking in 10 years. I almost rather have puked than emotionally abused myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I just did really poorly. Maybe I did poorly before that, but I thought I was doing okay, but I definitely did poorly at the end. Yeah, yeah I was falling over. All the way up the hill. Um, yeah. Yeah, Heathen. So what's your sipping beverage over there? It's a Barefoot Chardonnay. Oh, Barefoot. <laughs> B-A-R-E, another word for nude. What kind of glass do you call that? That kind of glassware? A stemless. St- just a stemless? A stemless wine glass, right? How, how do you uh, feel about going in and ordering like a classic cocktail at a bar and then getting the wrong glassware? Like the un... I don't like it, and I really prefer not to have my wine glass in stemless, or my wine in stemless. I really don't like it. You don't? No. I don't like it. Why is that? Just because of, like, tradition, or? Tradition. So why do you have stemless wineware? Because this is better for just, we don't have enough, we didn't have enough room in our cabinets, so we chose this as just our general go-to for everyday glassware. Yeah. I, I like stemless because it doesn't break in the sink. Like, I don't know how many glasses I've just broken in a sink just yeah. by standing there. Um, but also, we also have really nice wine glasses. When we have really nice wine, oh yeah. we bust out our $15 Goblets. goblet. <laughs> our, they're like 15 bucks each. They were so, hand-blown by hand-blown the first gay Australia person. Australia or something oh. like that. Yeah. Um, really nice. And stemless are nice. Like, some, like, uh, like Tim, he has some nice stemless plastic for taking camping. If you, if you want to be fancy and drink your Chardonnay, fancy. if you want to drink your oaky Chardonnay out among the oak. You're barefoot. I've got a $100 pair of uh, wine glasses I got for engagement that never happened. Are they from Prague? Mm. Prague's known for its glassware. That's why I ask. Yeah, nice. I don't know, I don't My birthday's from. coming. Hint, <laughs> hint. Winter is coming. So? Winter just left. That's over. So Next. Do you, so do you guys have, I want to go back to the drinking thing a little bit. Do you guys have certain rules you place on yourselves when you drink or when you, or do you have like a certain thing that you know when you've drank too much or yeah. like for me, I used to, and I totally didn't really come in place this time, but I used to, I have a rule on myself. I still mostly follow it is I won't allow myself to call anyone or text or use Facebook if I've had more than two drinks. And a lot of people say, well, two drinks isn't anything. I said, yeah, that's the point. Because when I get to three or four or five, I'll forget how much I've drank. And I'll be like, oh, it's all fine. So two is just nice. I mean, there's no reason you need to like text after two <laughs> drinks. Enjoy your drinks. Have another drink and watch TV or mm-hmm. hang out with a person in real life. Um, I also like to talk to myself in the mirror. After two? Uh, to see if I'm drunk. <laughs> if I can make myself laugh, then I'm probably too drunk to, <laughs> to do anything else. Um, no, but I probably should instill some of those rules. It might help. You have no rules. You're like the Wild West. I am. You're like South China. I think it's because I've had rules bestilled upon me. I, I've had had a lot of rules because I had to raise a kid. So I think at this point, because I don't have those responsibilities, I'm kind of like, eh, well, you should have been. You should have been the boss in the relationship. You don't let your kid tell you when you can and can't drink. Um, that's not what I'm talking <laughs> about. I'm oh. talking about that I couldn't just... You couldn't? You know, no. Or you wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. Because some people can, and they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. Look at Thunderfill. I ha- yeah, well, I, I, that's not the road that I chose to go down. <laughs> it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You're good at going down, I've heard. Matt, any You've drinking heard? rules? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and I haven't really stuck to it recently, which is uh, my one-to-one rule. One glass, one water? Yeah. That's one that I've missed for a while. Yeah. Uh, I definitely could have done it that night. We did drink a bunch of water. I I, I would drink a shit realized ton of water that I had drank too much and and started walking home. But the problem is, is that by the time I started walking home, I I shouldn't have been walking. <laughs> and at by all. the t- by the time you started walking home, I was had drank too much that I wouldn't listen to reason, and I probably should have just been put in the corner. 
Yeah, we were all. <laughs> I drank a lot. I mean, of we water. were just like we were probably just the the uh, local retards, and people were just laughing at us. Oh, I know. Was, home, I'm I, pretty sure. I ran into someone that I like am fairly good friends with, and I got his whole like life story wrong. I was like, well, how's so-and-so going? He's like, I don't work there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're not that guy. And I was like, oh, my God, I was thinking about that. Like, today, it keeps hurting my brain thinking about the stupid shit I said to people. I just wish someone would have told me to shut up. And I wouldn't have listened to him, probably. But Mm-mm. I almost made out with a chick who had a boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah I, so all of us had a great time until the end of the evening where we just went from high to epic fail. So I just I, I just was so excited about I think being my first brew fest in three years and also showing Matt Liar's bench and that's where it really went downhill. Mm-hmm. I mean I've done worse, so <laughs> So I'm ready for the news. All right. Heathen, how's the volume in your cans? In my cans? Do you need it higher or lower? Is this good or is this good? Oh, that's too much. <laughs> is this better? I think that's good. How about Matt? How about the, how's the volume in your cans? My cans are just fine. All right, Heathen. Yo, cans. Let's get to it. Uh, we are going to have a new Mother's Day comedy movie coming out. Oh, great. Julia Roberts, Kate Hudson, Jennifer Aniston, and Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. He Sudeikis is not a mother. Is It's going to be his first collaboration with the director. and His first collaboration as a director? As a director okay. with the director of the film. Okay, I don't understand so, that, but anyway. Well, he's going to be collaborating with the director. So, so are they co-directing, be, or is he yeah, writing? Yeah, he's going to be in it, too. And, and like, co-directing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's scheduled to open the same weekend as the Captain America Civil War. Ooh, so, that's going to be a big movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see. But I, I, I'm interested in seeing Two different audiences. I like all those actresses. And Jason S- Sudeikis, what did Sudeikis. you say his name was? Sudeikis. Sudeikis, like Sudoku. <laughs> Whatever. You could just you, you butt his numbers together. <laughs> anyway. How do you make nine Sud- Sudoku? Jason Sudoku. What a horrible power that is to just too. be able to play <laughs> Sudoku. I really too. Remember when that was a thing, Sudoku? Mm-hmm. All right, Heathen, yeah. next news. <laughs> what do you think about the Mother's Day movie, Matt? Uh, Julia Roberts and... Well, that's just one person. There was other Kate people. Kate Hudson, Jennifer Aniston. Meh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jason Sudeiko. <laughs> Does he ring your bell? <laughs> you think I would? I go analog on my bell. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sweating. Lifetime is going to reinvest in one of the most gruesome crimes of the 21st or the 20th century, the Manson Family Murders. Oh, man. Is uh, Tori Spelling going to be in it? Or <laughs> Heather Locklear? No. Mm. Not um, interested. Somebody from Into the Woods, uh, I Dream Too Much. Uh, Johnny Depp. Deliverance, or De- Divergent and Awkward are going to be in the film. Mm. And the... Working title is going to be uh, Manson's Lost Girls. Nice. It's Lifetime for the Millennials. Mm-hmm. Reinventing itself. Lifetime staying one <laughs> step at a time. Well, you know, you got to keep up with the Lifetime news. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Why don't you just do a Lifetime movie podcast? That would be great. <laughs> and this week. No, you should. We're going to review this. So the real reason Trader Joe's wine is so cheap. Uh, their beer or their wine is also known as Two Buck Chuck. Mm-hmm. The Charles uh, Shaw wine comes in multiple red, white, and varieties, including the Cab, Chardonnay, and Merlot. Um, they've been publicly criticized for uh, not removing dead birds, leaves, insects, rodents from its grapevine <laughs> harvest, but they deny all of those allegations. I'm getting a little bit of bird on the nose, but I'm getting some rodent down on the uh, 
kind of on the on the throat. Yeah, that it's got actually like a, it's doesn't got like a rodent feel. That doesn't actually <laughs> none of that actually happens. How do they keep their white their prices so low? Number one. Oh, that doesn't really happen. No. Oh. Bronco wine has cheap real estate costs. Uh, most companies vineyards are located in. Uh, California's San Joaquin Valley, where the cost of land is much cheaper than the most prestige Sonoma or Napa Valley. So, um, also, the higher average temperatures in San Joaquin Valley can overripen grapes, which is the main contributor of the price differences between the regions. So, that's one reason why the, the price of the wine is cheaper. Because it grows in a shitty valley, San Joaquin. It's not far from Sacramento. Well, the price of the land is cheaper than uh, Napa or Sonoma. Okay. Number two, the company ferments the wine with oak chips rather than the uh, barrels that they normally do their wine. Uh, Number three, the company uses one of the cheapest forms of natural cork. It's a mold of cork pieces Mm, glued together. I love my cork made out of mold. With a real cork veneer at the bottom. I like cork, Dennis. Number three, the company uses one of... Oh, I already said that. Number four. Uh, it's so making, important they do it twice. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> I had to hear it twice. Number four, making wine in huge quantities keeps production's cost low. Bronco makes an impressive 90 million gallons of wine a year. <laughs> Number five. Well, yeah, two buck check. I mean, why didn't well, I ever hear about this? It's three buck check now. Yeah. Yeah, it's still pretty decent. Bronco... Some of it. Number five, Bronco cuts shipping costs by using lightweight bottles and cheap cartons. Uh, Bronco was the pioneer in using lightweight bottles. Um, The lighter glass produces the weight of a case of wine by several pounds. And also by the cost of shipping cartons by a few pennies by replacing the white paper it uses with the light brown paper. So there you go. That's my news. Mic drop. <laughs> nice job, Heathen. I learned more than I wanted to know about Trader Joe wine, but most of it, some of it, was interesting. Very disappointed about the birds. Yeah, that was that's where you. That sort was of a good opener, me. though. Yeah. Aren't you proud of me? I even did my news a day early. I had it already yesterday. Hmm. All right, Heathen. Let's do some cocktails. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake. Have a drink! So this week in Cocktail Corner, we're going to make a theme drink on... Oh no, my favorite shot glass is... uh, chips i'm gonna have to throw it out my chicago bear shot glass that everyone tries to give away to other people we're going to make a (laughs) cocktail themed with the movie uh we saw ted so we are going to be drinking a teddy bartini uh this isn't really a summer drink i would say this would be more like a late autumn early winter drink but it will do for us um i'll give you the ingredients as i go along we're going to use um ingredients if you're making this for yourself, you're going to get your shaker out, fill it with ice, and pour this in. So I'll tell you the ingredients um, for one one person, although we will be making multiple. You're going to use one and a half ounces of pear liqueur. So I have this pear liqueur from uh, France. Francais. I got it today when I went to Total Wine. It has a picture of a pear on the cover. What a... What a surprise. That is a surprise. Who would have thought? What will they can't what will they think of next? Uh pears with alcohol in them. So that is one a and a half infused. pear liqueur. Next we're gonna use three fourths ounce of the of the apple schnapps. Now again, this is the good apple schnapps. We've used this before. The one we have is from Germany. Don't use like that green pucker shit. Yeah, Get not some real shit. Apple schnapps, like the real stuff. Like the real stuff. Oh, my God. Not like the fake stuff. So that is three-fourths of um, apple schnapps. I've already over-poured because I put too much ice in like I usually do. 
So we were talking about where we get our clothes today. And I said, I like to get my clothes at like the Chicken Wing Festival. <laughs> and everybody at work laughed at me. They're like, wow. What a hippie. So, so there's only three ingredients. It's pear liqueur, <laughs> apple schnapps, and your last ingredient is uh, apple juice. I would recommend uh, pressing your own apple juice for this cocktail because we're using a lot of good uh, organics did get, liqueurs. Did you get the round apple? Oh, good. So it's uh, one and a half ounces of apple juice. That's my. That's the best kind of apple juice. And then that's basically it. You're going to shake it in your shaker, and you're going to pour it in a martini glass, and you can either sprinkle the top with cinnamon, or what we're using, because I think it looks a little bit nicer, is the cinnamon sticks. So it's really a preference to you. We were thinking about doing both, but that's a lot of cinnamon. Shake it, shake it, shake it now, shake it. She can spend every birthday but naked. Body is soft, make it want to shake it Oh, you were done, so that means I'm done shaking. Oh, yeah, I could keep going. <laughs> that was that was for Josh. I was bringing it back to the '90s stuff. So there's not going to be a high alcohol first content you don't succeed. on this. Just um, yourself off not and try again. Which I guess does make it a good summer drink. You don't want to get too much alcohol out in the sun because it uh, it's going to dehydrate you. Um, that's where my rule comes into play. Uh, either of you guys have something to toast to? Um, it's my birthday month. So. Uh, chicken wings. <laughs> All right, let's toast to both those, I suppose. Mostly chicken wings. <laughs> no. <laughs> doesn't taste like there's any alcohol in it but i will toast to a chicken wing but it is my birthday month and we started celebrating it yesterday this is nice and juicy, juicy. just just like uh baby's got back yeah, it's a little sweet actually i was singing rum shaker a little bit too much in the apple flavor for me um i'm not a big apple guy i'm not a big pear guy either so this is probably like a cocktail I would probably never get. It is very Thanksgiving. I think it would be very good. Yeah, around the fall. It's Matt okay. is definitely it's... scowling at it. No, it's, it's. We'll have to revisit it on a fall special. Yeah, I'm even thinking like a hot drink. Yeah, hot. Like uh, warm it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of warm that up with you. Maybe at a sweaty ball <laughs> episode. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I am sweating in the cantina. Oh, I brought that, I tightened it all in right there. Sweaty <laughs> bars. We do have a special treat today. We have an exclusive on a preview. I'm going to go ahead and play it for you guys if it plays. I'm excited. From the makers of Up and Finding Nemo comes another instant animated classic. The follow-up to the critically acclaimed Inside Out. Inside Out 2. You've already met Joy... Anger, disgust, sadness, and fear. Now that Riley is entering high school, she's experiencing some new emotions. Meet love. Everything is so wonderful. I just want to give it all a big hug, a big kiss, and never let it go. Lust. Screw hugging and kissing. Let's get to the real good stuff. And greed. Whatever you do, just do a lot of it. I want what's coming to me, and then I want more. All the fun, laughter, and excitement you remember. And then some. It's a mind connect for children and parents. Remember your first school dance? The lights are so beautiful, and I love this song, and Jeremy is so handsome, looking at him, looking at me while we are dancing. Yeah, let's grind a little closer. Ooh, I think I feel his boner growing. Do what it takes. Maybe let's get pregnant. I heard his pants are loaded. But this time around, maybe not everything is as it seems. Greed, why are you looking at me like that? Grab him, Lust. We need to check something out. What? What are you doing? Let go. And now to remove the mask. Aha! Just as I thought. I don't understand. I was doing some research. Love isn't an emotion. It's a chemical reaction. What we have here, Lust, is an imposter. Meet jealousy. I can love. I can. I just need to. I need to have it all for myself. Just me. Nobody else. Sounds familiar. I got that part down already, honey. I'm just misunderstood, okay? So why were you skulking around here in disguise? 
I just have to know. I have to see. I need them to love me. I need... Find out more about the adventures inside your head coming the summer of 2017. Inside Out 2. Nice. That was really cool that we got the, <laughs> the load on that one. Yeah. The sneak trailer. I know someone that knows someone. <laughs> and uh, apparently that's in the works. A friend of a friend. I guess I don't know where that came from that that previous since it's not made. It's like must have been like a table read or something. <laughs> right. But um, woo. Um, so we have a game to play. Shall we play a game? What? I'm afraid. What do you think your uh, ringing should be this time? Wonder Woman. What? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay. What do you want your ringing to be, Matt? <laughs> I guess it's just random words. Uh, bacon. <laughs> okay. Wonder Woman and bacon. I won't tell you the theme of this quiz, but you'll probably get it pretty pretty quickly. So if you know the name or the answer to this question, we have 10 questions. Go ahead and ring in with either Wonder Woman or bacon. So you either no excuse for not knowing your ring in this time because the one time you know a question, you usually say you don't know your ring in. All right. The 1976 version starred Walter Matthau. In 2006, the version, he was replaced by Billy Bob Thornton. Both played against the green coaches trying to take little leaguers to the championship. Ooh, bacon. Bacon. Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears is correct. The seven stars of the Big Dipper come together to form the tail end of this greater constellation. Uh, Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. The Little Dipper? Incorrect. Do you know what it is, Beer Maker Matt? No idea. It is Ursa Major, otherwise known as the Great Bear. Great Bear yeah. I the, hate you. This sports team moved from Vancouver to Memphis in 2001. Bacon. Bacon. Chicago Bears. Nope. You can't move from Vancouver to <laughs> no Memphis and be Chicago. No in 2001, anyway. This is the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Waka Waka, this Muppet Show's comedian's material is only slightly better than Heathens. Bacon. Bacon. Fozzie. Fozzie Bear is correct. <laughs> this friend of Piglet sure likes his honey. <laughs> Bacon. Bacon. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I have heard him tell you that only you can prevent forest fires. Bacon. Bacon. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear is correct. <laughs> He loves picnic baskets, and he's smarter than the bacon. average bacon. What? Yogi Bear. Yogi Aww. Bear is correct. <laughs> picnic baskets aren't his thing, but marmalade is. Uh, bacon. Bacon. Paddington. Paddington Bear, Bear is correct. I hate you. Nice, Steven. <laughs> uh, Kipling's Jungle Book creation became the poster child bacon. for ch- bacon. Baloo. Oh, I know Baloo is correct. <laughs> This talking toy was the best-selling toy of 19... 19- bacon. bacon. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin is correct. <laughs> He's been... just too fast. Nice work. He's just too fast. He's just too fast. He's too fast for bears. <laughs> so Matt gets a sticker that gives him a prize. I think he has a choice between um, one of the dinosaurs or something that's in that chest. Well, we can do this during feature presentation. I'll do it right now. We'll head into feature presentation. So do you want one of the dinosaurs? Every week in feature presentation, we take a film we saw with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club and we use it as a jumping off point for conversation. This week, we did see the film Ted 2. I'm going to go over some notes and we can talk about the notes and then we'll talk about some topics. So, um, this was the first time that Mark Wahlberg had able to be in an original and a sequel. So, he was pretty happy about that, about... Being his own franchise for once. <laughs> um, so there's a part in the movie. By the way, there, some of these are spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie or care about it, then uh, then stop this now and go see the movie. Or don't and uh, come back and watch this later. 
So there's a part in the movie when they go to celebrate by going to an improv theater and yelling out depressing suggestions. <laughs> so that one, sounded pretty fun. That was one of my more favorite parts of the film. So they did make a uh, suggestion of uh, when they asked for locations of 9-11. <laughs> Both Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane were booked to fly an American Airlines Flight 11 that morning. Huh. Wahlberg changed his plans at the last minute and MacFarlane arrived at the airport too late to board. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it's interesting hearing all these people that missed that flight. It's almost like a Kirk Cameron yeah. Lifetime movie. Uh, during the fight at the Comic-Con in New York, there's a brief moment. Okay, so a huge brawl breaks out where everyone's fighting everybody. And I missed this part. Maybe you guys saw it. But there's a moment where you can see Peter Griffin fighting a chicken, which always happens uh, in Family Guy. Uh, yeah, I did miss that. I, I missed that as well. So it was somewhere in there. Um, so I want to ask you guys, if you were at Comic-Con and you got in a fight with either just like a character or like this person in real life, who would you want to fight? And if you want to take the bonus challenge, who would you want to be in a tag team match with? So who would be on your side and what two people would you want to fight? I'm going to hit a baby real quick because I'm so hot. Yeah, I, that's fine to hit this baby. I would probably want to fight the, um, bison guy from like the old school, Video game that I used to play. Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. Oh, that that guy. Okay, bye. bye. Yeah, because I used to be no. the Chinese chick. <laughs> Liu Liu. Wait, oh God, yeah. I'm not going to get the names yeah. right now. Um. So I would do that, and if I wanted somebody on my team, I would say I would want the um, My Little Ponies. So, what two people would you fight then? If you had a which Little Pony would you have on your team? First of all. No, they come as a team. Okay, well that's not really fair. So, what team are you going to fight? It can't be you and a bunch of ponies fighting one guy. Just all of them, everybody. If if the fight broke out like in the in the movie, I don't know. I, I have can't. something to talk about. My Little Ponies to interrupt you real quick. So you know when um, when Ted he has that voice box, he says, "I love you." Yeah, uh, that's voiced by Tara Strong, who is a really big voice actress. She's one of the biggest ones. She's in. She's got an IMDb. If you look her up, she has a four hundred and twenty-five credits. Damn. One of her most known roles is uh, Twilight Sparkle in the new My Little Pony. <laughs> she she started voice acting at 13 doing uh, Hello Kitty, but uh, she's done lots of other things, Power, Powder, Powerpuff Girls and all kinds yeah. of stuff. She's a big one. So anyway, just be you and a bunch of ponies fighting one dude. <laughs> no, just fighting everybody at Comic-Con. I was thinking, so I got it wrong, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, but I was thinking a good cover song is they had King Hippo and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and if you did a cover of Metallica... Wear your crown, King Hippo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. While you're playing the hungry, 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 hungry hippo game. All right, Matt. Who would like you it. fight at Comic Con, and who would you fight alongside if you want to take the bonus? Uh, I'd probably fart. Oh. <laughs> fight Barney. <laughs> I was punched so hard I farted. <laughs> I farted out of my mouth. <laughs> I would fight I'm just Barney fart. the dinosaur. I'm just gonna oh, fart that's Barney. One. That's my plan. <laughs> you would farting think out of all these sounds, I would have a fart sound somewhere, but that should be a song. <laughs> Farting Barneys. Um. So I thought about. Uh, that got, should actually be. Actually first, be I'm gonna like pick my girl. tag team partner. So I was at first I was thinking, okay, who who would I want to fight with? I thought like Batman, but then I wanted to go between like, well, okay, I was thinking Jack Sparrow too. Jack Sparrow, you don't really think that much of Comic Con, but you saw him in the movie, and actually when we went to Comic Con, we saw a lot of Jack Sparrows. But I was like, okay, I'd like to hang out with Jack Sparrow, but he'd probably run away in a fight or get so, drunk. So I had to go between. I went with Wolverine. He's a guy I'd like to hang out with a little bit and <laughs> and, and and fight with. And then I was thinking, who would I? I wanted to pick Bumblebee, the real Bumblebee, not the. Michael B. word Bumblebee with the Volkswagen bug Bumblebee. But I was like, there's no way we could fight a car. Even Bumblebee is like pathetic as a Transformer as that is. He would just squash us. So I picked uh, Legolas from Lord of the Rings and Jar Jar Binks. So Legolas really would kick my ass if it really was the real Legolas. If it was some just like little jerk off dressed up as Legolas, I would love to beat that little. Or if it was Orlando Bloom, either one would be great. Although apparently Orlando Bloom punched uh, Justin Bieber, I think, in Turkey. So I guess he's earned a couple points in my book. But I'm pretty sure I could beat up Jar Jar Binks, though. So he's banned from seeing a Justin Bieber concert? 
Mm. Perhaps. That's a bummer. No, I'm just kidding. (sighs) So it's not the new ponies. It is the new. It's the original. Yeah, I know. I know. The original ponies that have. And I would want to hang out with them and ride them and love them and brush them. (laughs) Yes. Sounds like some sort of fetish. And smell them. Yeah. Let them ride me. (laughs) Um. So the plot for this movie came out of when um, Seth MacFarlane was working on A Million Ways to Die in the West. He was reading John Lake's Civil War novels on the side. Um, and he originally had kind of a smoking and the Bandit type of idea, kind of plot. I already told you guys about it. It was about Ted and John driving a large shipment of marijuana across country. Um, but then they had to throw that out when Where the Millers came out because it had a very similar storyline. Um. I kind of wish that I I, I did sort of like this movie better than some of the reviews. But again, the best part of the movie was their interaction. I was watching when I can't remember if it was Mark Wahlberg or Seth MacFarlane were on uh, one of the late night talk shows. But one of the hosts was talking about like they really liked the interaction between the two. And it seems like that there would have been probably more of that in in a road trip type movie. Well, they did have kind of a mini road trip or anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was all right, I guess. Um, what else do I have to say? During the campfire scene where the trio is stranded at the pot farm, the song that Sam Jackson, played by Amanda Seafried, sings really is performed by Seafried herself. Mean All Moon was written especially for the film, and the lyrics were penned by Seth MacFarlane. In an interview with US Today, he said it took about a week, but they did it. Um, and it, it worked. It sounded like it. Because it, when I listened to it, I was like, that. I don't recognize um, the voice. So I thought maybe it was her singing because it sounded really pure and innocent. And that's how I can tell it's the actress singing. It doesn't sound like a voiceover. Yeah, I thought maybe she had sung in something else, but um, I wasn't sure. And I already said voice actress Tara Strong uh, does the I Love You voice. Strong is famous for... Uh, My Little Ponies, which was also created by Hasbro. You actually do see the new ponies several times in the film as well as the Transformers. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. So this film came out on the same day that uh, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of federal um, gay marriage. And this film coincidentally kind of tackles yeah. that a little bit. Do you think there is a place in comedy to ever tackle serious issues? I mean, this film did a little bit, sort of, in a funny way. Do you think it, um, a film, a comedy... Whether they mean to or not, or maybe mean to more directly, do you think there's a place for comedies to tackle serious issues? Well, of course, I'm not so sure. I don't. I don't think that maybe uh, the gay marriage issue people really saw that, but that's something that I saw. I'm like, oh, they uh, kind of. I'm sure it wasn't made to. Uh, well, like I said, use it that way, but he, the, I just thought, oh, you, we could definitely bring that up as here was a bear trying to marry a human, and we just passed, uh, you know, the gay marriage, which should be should have been right all along anyway. Well, gay marriage will often take um, their cues from other civil civil suits mm-hmm. right. going along with black people. In this film, that's basically, as I said, was just based on um, civil rights kind of stuff yeah, that happened with black yeah, people. Yeah, he's so. trying to say it's a civil rights because he's trying to be a human. So yeah. I thought that was a, a neat way to bring it up. But mm-hmm. well, I think Seth MacFarlane often uses those kind of the comic and, and themes um, of today to kind of illustrate, you know, what... Sort of like in a South Park way sometimes. Yeah. So this is a little off topic, and I don't know a lot about Seth MacFarlane's personal life. I don't know if you guys... is He really has an obsession with singing and dancing. Like, that dance number at the beginning of the film was a rather extravagant for this film. I is loved is it. Is he gay? He might be. No, his obsession started with, like, Frank Sinatra uh, and learning to sing like Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, I would, when the film ended, one of the things I was looking for to see if he had composed any of the music at the end. Which he did that one song I yeah. talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm, 
I really liked that because that brought me back to the reason why I like White Christmas is the choreography. Well, no, it was it. really good. It was a very elaborate dance number, and I like it. It was very old Hollywood. I'm just was wondering. I was like, I don't kind of wish they hadn't because it was probably what like three minutes. Yeah. The start of the film it Maybe was a little it's gonna be a short I don't it know. was a little bit much i thought for the film like i i, I like i know you had to really fight for it because yeah. studios are just like what's this have to i mean that's kind of how i felt like i i enjoyed it a little bit i mean because again i kind of like some it. of that old mgm stuff but um i think he really enjoys that i mean that's like what he did with the oscars that was a lot of musical numbers and they make fun of him a lot for always finding an excuse to sing as well. I know he's like big into singing. Yeah. He used to. Um, who's who's the guy that plays uh, Hellboy? And he's in and uh, maybe uh, I think of the wrong guy. I think it's that guy. But anyway, he used to go singing at a, at a karaoke in New York, and then Seth MacFarlane would show up and like show him up because Seth MacFarlane is like super big into karaoke. <laughs> no surprise because he right. sings in every single Family Guy. Every time he gets yeah. a chance to break in a song, like I said, I think they make fun of him on. South Park or something like I can't remember what, where they make fun of him for for always finding an excuse to show he can sing. Well, he's also uh, like an executive producer for Cosmos, uh, the, hmm. the science show. Yeah, um, and he composed all the music for that TV show as well. Interesting. One part of the movie that I really loved is when they um, smoked weed and. They were like, yeah, the one side effect is you can't, or they were like, oh yeah, there's this one strand of weed. Can't it's the one they were smoking. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, he's like, hey guys, I can't find my way home. And yeah, I just lost it because I was like, oh my God, that shit is so funny. I'm having some trouble over here. <laughs> because it, it only, it usually only happens to the same person. and it, And I like that they didn't. And it they did happen to him twice. Yeah, I like that they didn't allow it to like right. affect yeah. this the other person because it it usually only happens to the same person over and over it's again. Al- that one crawling along the side of the building. Like <laughs> I used to play uh, pool invaders with my uncle before God, I could swim, so and, and they're like, "How much further? Only about a mile and a half." He's like, "I'm afraid I'm going to slip out of the building." Yeah. Oh my God, that was hilarious. <laughs> And, and and so you know to stay away from that kind of weed. <laughs> and they smoked it again. They're like, guys. <laughs> it reminds me of that movie, uh, Grandma's Boy, where they talk about all the different types of weed. Mm-hmm. Which is just on Netflix. And the outtakes of that movie is, is really good. It made me think that Nick Swanson would be really funny, yeah. but his stand-up is awful. Yeah. He's he's much better just doing improv shit in, in movies. Gay robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's his 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 stand up is really bad. I think. Um, so I, one thing I thought was interesting in this movie is they really played up a lot to pop culture and media, especially with Ted. I mean, they did this in the in the first one too with their obsession with Flash Gordon, who who made a return <laughs> to this movie. Um, but they they throw in other little things. They throw in a lot of homages to John Hughes. They have a little thing with the Breakfast Club where they're dancing in the library, which I'm not really sure why they did that. And then they do a little thing with uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, they do a little thing about Jurassic Park. And then part of the, one of the jokes is that uh, the girl that um, that Mark Wahlberg is interested in is just totally pop culture illiterate. Like she almost knows not, she doesn't know who Samuel L. Jackson is. She doesn't know. She barely knows what star Wars is. It totally kind of reminded me of me. Like she doesn't know any (laughs) movies or anything. So have you ever dated someone or been friends with someone that was just totally clueless about something that was either part of your life or part of your personality? Hmm. I'm pretty sure we all have. Well, I'll go with mine. It's it's not as as strong as as that, but um, I still do a little bit of writing. But when I did more writing, a lot of people don't understand whether it's songwriting or writing. Writing, for one, when I was trying to write as like part of a job or part of work, just because I was on a computer, people didn't really respect that and would continually bother me and think that I was like wasting my time or doing something. And I'd say, hey, I really need to not be bothered for an hour or ninety minutes. And people don't really understand that. They're just like, oh, you're not doing anything. You're just on the computer. And then the other thing with that is if you ever write anything, either a song or fiction, I've dated people that they are sure that you're writing about them. And sometimes some of the stuff I write is completely 100% fictional. It's just like, I wonder what that guy thinks about that or something like that. 
And when I've dated people like that, I've I said, do you really think Stephen King like fights vampires and has like cars that try to kill him and, and girls that are pyrotechnic? Like it's hard for them to make right. a connection between a regular person and a person that does it for a living, I guess. So that's always kind of bothered me. I've had people like discover some of my writing is like, is that what you really think about me? Like some song I was like, no, that has nothing to do with you at all. It doesn't even have anything to do with me. Um, that's what writers do. They use their imagination. So that's the closest thing I could think of for my example. Um, the only thing that I can say is that, uh, there's, I have friends in low places. Yeah. Well, of course everybody does. Um, I have friends that know things or that don't know things about me, I guess. Um, that don't understand things about me or that question, like, why do I do things? Or maybe I'm not answering the question right. I'm not sure. I don't know. Just like, do you have a friend or someone you dated that just totally did not understand one thing about you? Like one specific thing, like uh, maybe a hobby you had, like, you know, if you ever, maybe you were really into video games or you're really into guns or you're really into like horses. And they're like, I don't understand why you like, I don't understand anything. Do you, do horses eat meat? Can't you just leave them out in the, on the parking lot for the night? I don't know. Maybe you guys have never dated anyone that was like that. So. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Usually it's about like movies, so dating people that um don't watch a lot of movies, so then I have to introduce them to a lot of like the my favorite movies and classic movies that they've never seen. You know, I kind of rather have someone that doesn't know as much about movies as someone that doesn't like music. Because I've met... So there's some people that I've met... It's not that they don't know about music. They just don't like music. And that's so weird. And I've met some people that don't really like movies that much either. And I kind of get that. But I don't really understand how you cannot like music. I've met... Mostly these are guys. They're just like, I just don't like music. I don't like any music at all. I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't, don't know that that's possible. That's weird. Yeah, it is pretty weird, I think. Um, okay, so in this movie, this is another big spoiler, so if you haven't seen the movie, stop out all of that. They kind of gave it away in the preview. Ted can't have a baby because he doesn't have a dick, so they're going to um, do the artificial insemination route. So they're, they go after, they basically want to get the best jizz there is, so they, they go after Tom Brady. That's no big surprise there. If you are going to make the ultimate baby... Whose jizz would you use? Well, I'm pretty sure everybody in this room knows who I would choose. <laughs> Bradley Cooper? Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. I'll give you a moment. I almost went Brad Pitt, but I decided Brad Pitt's not really... I'm pretty sure his is used up. He can't do... He, he can't do everything. He doesn't have natural talent. He's just got some charisma and looks all right. I don't even think he's that attractive. So I went with someone that I think is a little bit more broad. I went with Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Uh, the man that can do just about everything. He was a child genius and a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he can sing. He can dance. He's a comedian. He also is probably someone that is going to have to go the artificial insemination route. So. And he's a good parent. <laughs> So it won't, so won't be that bad. Um, and he's decent looking. He's not as good looking as Brad Pitt or Tom Brady. But um, I think he probably has some good DNA. Someone I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind having some MPH up in my girl's China. <laughs> I think mine, uh, I'll go the opposite direction uh, of you guys. And I'm going to go with a scientist. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm, you want to have a little black bear? Oh, uh, you yeah. know. I was trying to think of a black person that could do everything at first, and I was almost going to say something like Bruno Mars or something, because then it'd be like, well, then the kid could get into schools, could get into jobs, because all that affirmative action shit. I'm 25% black. Actually, what is, is Bruno Mars like Hawaiian, isn't he? Yeah, or something I think sure, he was, yeah. But still. Yeah, I was trying to think of like his... Yeah, like Will Smith, I guess he's I don't pretty... want Will Smith's big floppy ears. I already have those myself. <laughs> I was trying to think no, of like weird. your ears are really weird. Well, they're, so are Will Smith's. They're like half Cadillac. I don't know. You got some weird. Yeah, I got like on. some retardy or sort of. I've got like uh, you have half your Cadillac ears are like half open. I've got like sloth ears from Goonies. 
um, yeah, like I said, I was trying to think of like a minority that would have helped. Like I didn't want George Decay, but you know, I'm still okay with NPH. He probably it's has a, a lot. Of, he has yeah. a lot of connections. I couldn't. I couldn't think of like the black equivalent of NPH. Um, maybe uh, or like George Clooney because he's uh, Rosemary Clooney's. I don't that's give a shit really about close. That. Well, because she's maybe The Rock. No, I'm, I'm all right with NPH mm. or, or NPH. I'm sticking with mine. <laughs> I'm sticking with mine too. <laughs> there might be a better answer out there, but that's what came to me. There is no better answer. All right, so we always He's wrap everything to me. We always wrap up. I still think my answer is better than your stupid answer. Um, <laughs> we always wrap up this segment. Well, you're anything, just, but you are just so jealous. Anything? <laughs> no, I don't care. Um, before we go to the porn parody, is there anything else you want to talk about the movie? Any parts you liked or didn't like or wasn't mm-hmm. accurate or would you like to have seen better? Anything else about the movie? No, I I thought it was a funny movie. Yeah, it was pretty... I mean, there was jokes throughout it, and for a lot of them, you do have to be kind of a a geek or a pop culture nerd to, to get a lot of the, the jokes that were in it. Yeah, I mean, my problem with it is a lot of the jokes were lukewarm. I had some really strong points, what we pointed out, and then there were some parts I was like, okay, I'm kind of chuckling, but a lot of it was just... If they didn't have the weed, I think I would have lost a lot of it, because uh, the Jurassic World and a couple of them, I, I didn't get. Because I'm yeah, you're like, like the, the girlfriend. girlfriend. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, just like the first one, there's a lot of things. It's basically just a lot of it is just riffs from Family Guy. Even some of them are direct riffs. Like they've done the jizz falling on someone with Stewie. They've had Stewie sing uh, What Would You Do at This Moment before. I mean, a lot of it. In the, and I can't think of examples from the first one. But a lot of stuff is just really. I mean, it makes sense. It's the guy that wrote it. But All right. Porn parody of Ted to... Heathen, you can go last like you usually do. All right. Matt? Well, I guess I'll go with the obvious since you guys will probably have something. I probably have the obvious one as well. Yeah, head two. I have head two. My alternative to head two was Teddy, like the lingerie Teddy. Yeah. Hmm. Head would be my first choice. Teddy would be something that would be a little less obvious, I guess. Starring Mark Ballberg. <laughs> Jed's goo. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's fine to hit this baby. <sighs> I'm like sweating the alcohol out of my pores, so I got to keep drinking. <sighs> Ethan. You ready to do some ranks? You're going to rank your top five childhood toys. These are your personal top five, right? Your favorites as a kid? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Are you starting at the five or the one? I'm going to start with the five. Okay. The glowworm. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember that now, yeah. He was kind of fun because you could sleep with him. Was that the and rainbow bright one or is that just, that was a whole different thing, right? No, the glowworm was his little, like you know, he had the little green. cap and he was like green. Night, yeah, light, green. Yeah, green. Bright light. He was like green with a yellow head. Yeah, he had the glow head. Yeah. And, yeah. well, I mean, you think about it, I was li- living in Los Angeles with the earthquakes and things like that and i was terrified of sleeping at night and so he really helped um for the rainbow bright pegasus of course mm-hmm. did that pegasus have a name or was it just like peggy i can't remember what the name of it pegasus. was but like my whole existence <laughs> around that time was very much imaginary imaginary and i literally thought i could ride that thing i literally. spent a lot literally um, I spent a lot of my time imagining that I was riding that. By rubbing it on her crotch. Mm-hmm. Literally. No, it was more like a pillow. <laughs> anyway, um, tetherball. Okay. Not really a game. I mean, not really a toy, but I'll, I'll include it. Uh, Did you have well, a tetherball at had, your house? Yeah. We okay. had a portable one, too. Because I was house, that then. much into it. I played it at school, and then I played it at home. My too. grandparents had a tetherball at their house, so... Mm-hmm. Um, garbage pail kids. Yeah. Okay. Again, number not really two. a toy, but I'll it, accept it. It is a toy. I still have mine. That was like number two. There's stickers. And number one, big wheels. Yeah, big wheels are awesome. I rode mine until the wheels cracked. Well, like until the wheels now. fall off. Did you have Nate Dog there? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, we were talking about it today at work, and it was like, our wheels didn't pop. They cracked, you know? <laughs> well, try riding a big wheel in Placerville. I had a Dukes of Hazard big the wheel, and they just retired Duke, Dukes of Hazard, as we talked about this weekend, so because stupid. of the Confederate flag. It's a bunch of fucking hogwash. So but stupid. I had a Dukes of Hazard big wheel. I loved it. See, I had, I just had the girls' one, which is the daisies or whatever. The but... Daisy Duke mm-hmm. big wheel? Yeah. We just kind of sat outside of it and... No, I wrote it. Hmm. Anyway. Nice work. My top toy, I'm not going to go through a five. I'm going to go with probably, I don't know, it's so hard between Transformers and G.I. Joe's and the cartoon, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go G.I. Joe's. It's my top toy. Matt, did you have a top toy? Yeah. Besides your wiener. I think G.I. Joe's would have been a, a close tie with Legos. I never really did the big Legos, and Legos are so expensive. There's like adults and kids that are really big into Legos now, especially with the Lego games, which are really, I've played one of them. They're, they're, even though they're for little kids, they're fun games. My dad was way into Legos. Like, he he had special, like, Lego kits that I couldn't even touch as a kid. So he was like the guy in, in the Lego movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... He didn't have, like, everything set up. He had, like, fishing boxes filled with, like, these Lego kits. So he didn't have, he, could, he didn't have like, a city set up nah, that you couldn't touch? So he'd bring it out on, like, special occasions, like on holidays or something. We'd all sit at the table and put together, like, a Lego, you know, one of the big Lego cars or trucks or something. Nice. Because you don't want to lose a piece. But I always had, like, a big tub of just, like, random Legos. So every, every time we'd travel somewhere, we'd get, like, a set of Legos for me and a set of legos for him did you ever go to a legoland down in carlsbad or wherever it's at i have not i have not either even though in, i live near in holland they have a whole lego um city that is the entire village of holland yeah. that is lego yeah all of it and the like official the currency KLM. of holland is actually legos too which is a, a fact some people don't know no what are they called? Dinaris? Uh, Gilders. Gilders. Yeah. Rosencrantz and Gilders. Let's get good Gilders. All right. Let's go to last call. Last call. Looking at the world through the bottom of a glass. All I see is a man who's Last call. Next week, we do not know what we're seeing. It's on a poll. So uh, keep that I in mind. I was choosing because I'm not working late. Oh, we don't know when you were working, and it's on a poll. Right now, only three people have voted. I know I'm not working late, and I asked for the, it not to be on a poll. The uh, the Beach Boys movie is in the lead by one vote right now. I'm going to have to rig it. <laughs> well, Terminator's got the other vote. I did watch an hour of that, and I would say an hour is probably enough. I'm not <laughs> watching Terminator next week. Um, I kind of almost I'll ditch went to go back to see the ending, but I was like, you know, I've really seen enough. Like, it wasn't so bad that I would have walked out of it. If I had something else to do, I would have finished it. But I was like, eh, preview already let me know what's happening. Uh, the acting is really bad. The mm-hmm. writing's kind of bad. Uh, that's all I got to say. That's my, that's my one hour Terminator review. Go see it if you, if you like. You know what you're going to get out of it. It's going to be... Not as good as the Christian Bale Terminator, and that's saying a lot. All right, any last words, Heathen? Happy Fourth of July. (laughs) That is a Monday. Happy Fourth of July as well. Happy Independence. It was Canada Day yesterday. Any last words, Beer Maker Matt? Uh, We'll see you at the Chicken Wing Festival. Chicken Wing. To see pictures thing, but of this, if, to see pictures of this episode, go to potablepictureshow.com. He then has taken many tasty pics. Until next week, keep it wet, everybody. Oh, baby, let me be. You love them, back. Put a chain around my neck and lead me anywhere. Let me be. Oh, let him be. Oh, Teddy Bear. I don't want to be a tiger, because tigers play too rough. I don't want to be a lion. 
Cause lions ain't the kind you love enough But as a wound of Put a chain around my neck And lead me anywhere Oh, let me be Oh, let it be Oh, Baby, let me be Around you every night Run your fingers through my hair And cuddle me real tight Oh, let me be Oh, let it be Oh, I don't wanna be a tiger Cause tigers play too rough I don't wanna be a lion Cause lions ain't the kind you love enough Your teddy bear Put a chain around my neck And lead me anywhere Oh, let me be Your teddy bear Oh, let me be No, I'm not drunk anymore. No, I think I, it's the heat. I was earlier. I was drunk when you showed up. I could barely like focus my eyes. But I'm like the Wolverine of drinking. I regenerate. Columns are in frozen. What's in frozen? I was. They're frozen out of the freezer. 